This Sunday offers us the building block of Christianity we call faith. Abraham, as Paul described for us in Romans, is an exemplar of faith. Jesus exhorted Nicodemus to faith as well. But just what is faith? Abraham is our pattern and example. God promised, and Abraham trusted the promise and acted on that promise, following where God led. Our Lord teaches us today. Hi, this is Pastor John Edding. Thank you for listening to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. Let's get to today's sermon entitled, Father Abraham. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this chapter 12 of Genesis is the beginning of the story. Not only of Abraham, but of the story of us all. He gives us Abraham as a pattern of our faith. Now, we might just want to examine, uh, begin an examination of this text by asking, or this reading by asking again, what is the opposite of faith? What the opposite of faith might be. Sometimes we can learn what something is by looking at what it's not. So I would invite you to uh, open your Bible or the Pew Bible to uh, Genesis chapter 12. And actually, turn to Genesis 11. And this is where we get to see what faith is not. And it helps us understand uh, our today's reading as well. The Tower of Babel. Okay, so... Uh, Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel. So, in the story of the Tower of Babel, there we read that the people gathered in one place. And they said to one another, Come, let us build, this is verse 4, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So the people of Babel sought to do something of significance and to have community. Those aren't bad things in in of themselves. Uh, Two good goals, but they sought it through their own means, building a tower to heaven. But it's important to remember that their their goals, their, their desires were good, okay? They were, in fact, good, but what they wanted, and what they wanted was a good thing, but how they went about doing it. Well, that's, how about getting it? That was the problem. How often isn't that true for us as well? The young man who joins a gang, or, or the man who cheats on his wife, or the kid who cheats on the test is most often looking for something good. In the case of the gangster, a safe community um, and community of peers, the man who has an affair is probably looking for something he once loved appropriately in his own marriage. The child who cheats on an exam, he's He's looking for the praise which comes from, from, from a good grade. 
know, in, a, in an important sense, these examples provide the opposite of faith that Abraham had. The cheater or the gangster have faith in themselves, but not a faith in God. So the opposite of faith is what we call a works righteousness, uh, which counts, works righteousness is this idea that it counts on my own works. Uh, Even the idea of faith, uh, that is the good work that I have done, can become almost a work righteousness. Uh, So I ask you this question, should God's favor be a a reward given to my faith? Is there something else at work here? Do we really understand what faith is? The world has corrupted that uh, word so much that um, it's hard, it's confusing. Is faith, what is faith? Is it a weak knowledge? Is it, is it a therapeutic self-awareness? Is it, is it knowledge? You and I use this word to describe ourselves as people of faith. But can you tell me what faith is? Abraham is our pattern and example. And we want to speak really less about faith than we do about the one in whom the faith is placed. But to do that, we need to have a work towards a really kind of a healthy, biblical, and honest definition of the word. And I'm proposing the following definition of faith, and it's outlined for you in the sermon notes in the bulletin. So faith is confidence in God, trusting his promises, acting on his promises, looking forward in hope, and depending on God's faithfulness in relationship with Jesus who saves me. So faith is confidence in God, trusting his promises. Let's look at that first. So in case of the folks in Babel, God disrupted their, this, good, uh, this good desire evilly done. But that's not the end of the story. In fact, right here in the words of our text, God turns around and he gives Abram the very things the citizens of Babel had been looking for and more. Abram has promised that he will be the father of many nations. A huge community. His name will be great. He will be significant. God even gives him more. He will bless the one who blesses him. He will curse the one who curses him. So faith begins with a promise. It does not begin with me being faithful. It begins with the loving promise made to me. So faith hears and then it looks to the one who makes the promise and trusts that promise. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and they know, and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. The sheep know the voice and hear the voice of the one whom they know. So God makes himself known to us and then makes that trust possible. 
But we don't get there through force of will or virtue. So faith is confidence in God, trusting his promises, and then acting on his promises. That faith, however, doesn't just simply sit idle in the person. The faith without works is dead, James says, James chapter 2. Rather, faith acts upon the promises of God. So here, Abraham, again, provides the model here. He gets up, he moves, he worships, and he counts on that promise. And even though he has no children, he builds an altar in that place to mark the place where his children shall live. I want you to picture a toddler who's standing at the edge of a swimming pool. And and her father is is standing in the pool and, and coaxing her. Come, jump to me. I will catch you. And she acts on that promise. And she jumps into his arms, trusting implicitly that her father will catch her. And she will not drown. And she shrieks with delight and believes him. Do it again! (laughs) The first time that the girl, the little girl, stands on the edge of the pool, she might need some coaxing. But by the 15th time, she's hurling herself off the edge and laughing. And he has caught her before, and she has confidence in him. Experienced his care and protection in many situations before she's on the side of the pool. So faith in is confidence in God, trusting his promises and acting on those promises. And you can kind of see that faith is relational, right? This relationship is not, again, of our own construction. It's God's doing. Jesus was trying to explain this to Nicodemus in our gospel reading. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. God is the one who creates that relationship in our, in our baptism, the water and the spirit. Imagine that little girl on the edge of the pool is adopted. And then you are getting closer, much closer to what I mean. And Paul, too, just see, take a look at uh, Ephesians chapter 1. As a relationship, then, faith can also grow and be stronger. So, faith is confidence in God, trusting his promises, acting on his promises, and then looking forward in hope. Looking forward in hope. There are strong headwinds to faith. Abram and Sarai, first of all, they're old. Uh, it's hard to get up and move when you're, 70, when you're, when you're age 75. Uh, even when they get to the promised uh, land and build the altar, they end up moving on moving towards the Negev. He's a sojourner in the land. He's unable to settle down. He wanders. But God has given Abram and us another grounding, a foundation, a rootness in the promise of God. And it's not a foundation in the experiences of life, this life, but a sure foundation of hope, of the promise made in in baptism, in God's word, the sacrament. Uh, the, the writer of Hebrews tells it this way. By faith, this is chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11. 
By faith, Abram looked forward in hope. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. So, by faith, Abram looked forward in hope. And we need, we, we need that as well as we face the headwinds of faith. You know, sometimes Christ's promise of the resurrection seems such a foolish thing when we stand in the cemetery and the people buried there are so stubbornly dead. And I have known so few have been resurrected and so many who have died. This becomes even more acute when I hear those footsteps, death's footsteps behind me. You know, and as health fails you and me. So Jesus' promise of this, his presence might seem hollow to you and me when we are lonely and afraid and in danger. It, all, it might also seem precious. Jesus' promise that the church shall always stand until the end of time may seem to be void when we look around at churches and you see that some churches are, are failing and the pews are empty. <laughs> Jesus' promise to forgive me also might feel tenuous uh, when sin hangs on me so tightly. Faith is hard. Sin and Satan conspire against it. Abram had to pick up and move himself. That was hard. He trusted the one who called despite his age and the fact that there were Canaanites in the land and, and he did not have all the information. He simply trusted the one who, to move forward. We are called to trust that the one who calls us has conquered death and sin, and leads us to a promised land of eternal life and sinless glory. By faith, we do that. And that is hard. But he gives us Abraham as a pattern of our faith. He gives us hope. And we sang earlier, I am but a stranger here. Heaven is our home. Whatever my earthly lot, heaven is my home. And, I'm sure, and I shall surely stand there at my Lord's right hand. So looking forward in hope. So faith is confidence in God, trusting his promises, acting on those promises, looking forward in hope. And depending on God's faithfulness. Because you know what? Faith doesn't always get it right. It wavers. I mean, look at Abraham. Abram also struggled. He did not always value Sarai as the mother of his unborn children, as he ought. He tried to, quote-unquote, help God by adopting a son and by fathering another by Hagar. God never rejected him, though. In fact, God is never unfaithful to the promise he has made. Likewise, God treats us with compassionate mercy when we fail and our faith wavers, but he also calls us back to faith. Abraham was a hundred when Isaac was finally born. One hundred. Sarah was ninety. 
God's timing may not uh, may be very strange and and late, at least from our perspective. God's timing may be strange and late, but what was it? You know, by the way, what was it like to be a father when he was a hundred, or a mother when she was ninety? Could they even hear the baby when it cried in the middle of the night? Uh, but it depends on God's faithfulness, and God's faithful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, Paul writes in 2 Timothy 2, verse 13, for he cannot deny himself. And also, when we sin. Now, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful, John writes in 1 John chapter 1. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Depending on God's faithfulness, it really can be embodied in the man who, who uh, the father of a demoniac and Jesus and the disciples couldn't heal or exercise, exercise the demon out of the, his son. So Jesus comes up and then the father of the demoniac says to Jesus, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. So faith is confidence in God, trusting his promises, acting on his promises, looking forward in hope, and depending on God's faithfulness. In relationship with Jesus who saves me, let's go back to the Tower of Babel again, that example. Let's call it the Tower of Babel faith. (laughs) They had faith, but they had faith in themselves. They had faith in uh, their works, okay? But Paul says, no, it's not by works. It's our, in our epistle reading, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God, not his works, not the law. And Jesus says, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So again, it's a relationship with Jesus who saves me, you and me. And Abraham, again, is our example of faith, because he listens, he trusts, and he gets up, and he moves. And God stands in the pool, and he says, come, and Abram stands at the edge of the pool, and Abram jumps into his arms. Abraham is a really complex example of faith. He does not always get it very well. He often stumbles, but God saves him and then blesses him. And then through Abraham's family, the world is, the entire world is blessed with the greatest blessing it needs, a savior, Jesus. Faith is a relationship in which Jesus saves you and me. This is not an equal sort of relationship in which you know, I'm working off something. I might work very hard in this relationship, but That is all subsequent to. It flows out of the work which God has done in you, in me. Indeed, faith would suggest that all your working, all my working, is really God in you and in me. Paul writes in Galatians 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
What a promise. Living by faith is living through God's word. And God's word teaches us today. Faith is confidence in God, trusting his promises, and acting on those promises, looking forward in hope, and depending on God's faithfulness and in relationship with Jesus who saves me. This chapter 12 of Genesis is the beginning of the story, not only of Abraham, but of the story of us all. As the children's song says, and Paul and Galatians say, we are all children of Abraham. The proper response to who are you is always, we are children of this Abram, Abraham, by faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.